Good day, everybody. This is Corey Jones with Safety Man Consulting, safetyman.co. Reading the news the other day, there was an article in the paper where there was a young lady operating her motor vehicle. There was a simulated motor vehicle crash. Someone rear-ended her. She got out. They got out to exchange information. He kidnapped and assaulted her. That is completely unacceptable. Previous to that, operating just in New Jersey, there was a man who was potentially operating a van with some red and blue lights on it who was pulling women over and attempting to assault them. That turned out to be a fake. There is no evidence that that actually happened. However, situations like that have happened in the past. So I do want to talk about them because every time they make the news, I get phone calls, personal phone calls and professional phone calls about what am I supposed to do, Corey? What am I supposed to do? And we'll start with one and then move to the other. If someone is pulling you over and you're not sure it is a police officer, I want you to do three things. The first thing I want you to do is immediately put on your four-way flashers and move to the rightmost lane and drive a little bit below the posted speed limit. You can even stick your hand out the window indicating that you're going to pull over, that you see the police officer behind you. What that will do is that will give you that little bit of latitude to say that, hey, I'm going to comply, but right now I'm a little nervous. I'm not fleeing you. This isn't a pursuit. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad girl. I'm just not comfortable pulling over right here, especially in this potentially secluded area. Immediately upon completing that, dial 911 on speakerphone or on your Bluetooth and stay on the phone with the dispatcher. They will ask you, 911, where is your emergency? It's imperative that you know where you are. Know a landmark, know the street you just passed. I know maybe people don't pay attention, but if you're on 295, the Turnpike, the Parkway, the Expressway, there'll be mileposts. If you can give a landmark, a location, a cross street, a mile marker to where you are, describe your vehicle, describe the direction you're traveling, describe the town that you're in, it shouldn't take too long for that dispatcher to determine if it's a legitimate police officer stopping you or not. And let me tell you this, having been a police officer for 27 years, if we hear a call that there's a police impersonator attempting to stop a young lady in a jurisdiction even remotely near ours, we are going, lights and sirens. That is an unacceptable type of a situation, and we will go and we will protect you. What that dispatch will be able to do is determine within a few minutes if that's a legitimate police officer. Stay on the phone with the dispatcher. Let the officer make his or her approach. Roll your window down just enough so you can hear. Keep your car in drive and your foot on the brake and determine and use your gut senses, your spidey senses, your sixth sense, whatever you want to call it, to determine if that officer is legitimate. Look to see a uniform. Ask for an identification. Have the officer show you his or her badge. If anything feels unsafe, Tell that to the dispatcher and say, listen, I'm leaving. I'm going to a well-lit area. I'm not evading this motor vehicle stop. I'll answer to for whatever you said I did wrong, but protect yourself. Trust your gut. 99 times out of 100 is going to be a legitimate police officer. But for that one time that you feel uncomfortable, you are within your rights. If you do those things I told you, turn on your four-way hazard lights. Stick your hand out the window. Tell them, I intend to stop. I see you. Drive to a well-lit area. Call 911. Stay on the phone with 911. Give them your location and determine if it's a legitimate stop.
Now let's move on to that second location where there is a staged motor vehicle crash. If you feel that that is staged or fake, stay in your car, lock your doors, keep your windows up, call 911 immediately, describe your location, describe the, lo the vehicle description of you and the description of the car that you were involved in. Describe the physical location if anybody's getting out of their car. You know the difference between someone who's legitimately in a motor vehicle crash and someone who's trying to scam you or hurt you. They're going to be concerned, upset, looking at their damage on their car, the damage on your car, probably on their phone. They may be holding their documents in their hand looking to exchange them from you. I recommend that police respond to every accident that you're involved in anyway for documentation purposes and to protect you legally down the road. So no one can say that it was your fault when it was in fact their fault. Have that police report taken. I get calls all the time about people who got into an accident, left the scene, two days later they get a ticket or some information in the mail that they don't like and now look for ways to try to fix it. Call 911 immediately, know where you are, give them a cross street, give them a landmark like a firehouse, a Wawa, Dunkin' Donuts, always a great landmark. The cops knew where they all are located, okay? If that all those things aren't working and these people are really being aggressive, then we want to look into what is your safety plan? What are you willing to do to protect your life? I've already told you to lock your doors and keep your windows up. So you're in your car, you're safe in your cocoon. Your vehicle's in drive. Your foot is on the brake. You've already determined where you can escape in a determined but safe manner. I don't want you mashing that gas pedal, running people over. I want you just letting your foot off the brake and gently one, two, three, four miles an hour, moving away to a safe location. You're on the phone with 911. You're narrating what you're doing. I don't feel safe. These people don't seem normal. I am scared for my life. I'm going to go to a safe area. Please have the police meet me there. That's a lot different than you just mashing on the gas and running over and injuring people, right? So I want you to be safe. I want you to have a plan. I want you to think about this. This isn't something that you're going to do every time. This is probably, hopefully, something you'll never have to use any day in your life. So escape is an option. And as always, trust your gut in these types of situations, okay? That part of your body is, is deep inside your brain that tells you when your fight or flight senses are supposed to kick in. And that's been there for, for eons as we've evolved into the human beings that we are today. And we have to trust that. If something seems wrong, something feels wrong, there's a good chance that it may be wrong. Lock your doors, stay in your vehicle, call 911, make a plan, determine how you're going to escape and make that escape safely, but determined. Stay on the phone with 911. Finally, I want to talk about improvised and actual weapons, okay? If you look at my podcast before you saw, we talked about a safety pen, okay? This is a safety pen or a tactical pen, okay? This is made out of solid aircraft aluminum, okay? It, this one has, what's pretty cool, it has a flashlight on the end of it, and it also has a strobe on the end of it. So you can uh, disable somebody or, or maybe even distract somebody. If you were to hold it like this and rake at somebody's eyes, their throat, their groin, we could definitely cause enough pain and discomfort to maybe cause you to be able to get away or attack in a different direction. This is TSA approved. I've flown all over the world with this. Okay. It screws apart. You put it back together and it is now a pen. 
So just a little tip, when you put it through the little TSA bucket, make it into a pen, nobody will look twice at it, okay? If you wanna step it up a notch, then we have a taser here. This is a civilian model taser pulse plus. This one is unloaded, so I don't wanna shoot holes in my office, okay? When we turn it on, we'll see that there is a laser sight. We see that laser sight right there, and there is an LED flashlight. You should be able to see the laser sight now on me with that. So that's where the probes are gonna go. This device will shoot 15 feet, two probes. Its goal is to disable a bad guy, to cause neuromuscular incapacitation, which is muscular impairment, which is basically to make the bad guy fall down. We've all seen these used on TV. It's the same company and the same technology that law enforcement uses. It's called the Taser Pulse Plus. This Bluetooth attaches to your telephone. So when you activate this, if I turn this on and I had probes in it and I activated it, if I touch somebody with it, if I touch somebody with it, it will be a stun gun. If I launch the probes and the probes make contact with somebody, it will then be a taser. It will incapacitate them. As soon as that happens, it's going to send a signal through your phone, through an app called Noonlight, and it's going to send first responders to your GPS location of your phone to determine if you need help. They will automatically send them. There's a four-digit code that only you know that you can punch in your phone if you did it by accident. So this is a taser. I'm a certified instructor in them. It comes with two cartridges, okay? Each cartridge will shoot 15 feet, point blank range to 15 feet away, okay? And our goal is to split the belt line to get uh, a probe high and a probe low. But regardless of where you are in that fight, I wanna get two probes in that bad guy. If you have to tase him in the face in a life or death situation, do what you have to do to save your life or the life of a third party in your group. Okay, so to quickly review, make a plan. Make a plan. I'm going to call 911. I'm going to stick my hand out the window. I'm going to put my four-way flashes on. I'm going to start thinking about an exit strategy, an exit plan. Where am I going to go? I'm always going to try to pay attention to know where I am. We're all driving around with this cell phone mounted in our car and it has our GPS location on it. So even if you have to look down and find out where you are, give that information to the dispatcher because the cell phone doesn't always transfer the exact GPS information to the 911 public service answering protocol, okay? And then know where you're going to go. Anybody have any questions, contact me at safetyman.co or my email address is Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at safetyman.co. My goal is to keep you safe. I want you thinking about this. I want you to have a plan. I want you to be ready to communicate the plan to everybody in your vehicle and to 911. And then without hesitation, be ready to enact that plan to save your life and the lives of the people in your vehicle. Just imagine if your daughter, if your niece, if your nephew, if your kids are in that vehicle with you, be ready.